atomic gigantification was a sweep in Japan nation when along came a dude with an ultra attitude, a common Morado, the greatest kicker of Japan. And of all man, last you short now, baby. To not talk big now, baby. Previously on Kaiju Conversation. Elijah and Rex began celebrating the 50th anniversary of their podcast. Watching Godzilla vs. Kong, the two complain over every minor detail, from unnoticeable beard clippings to on-screen text. No pedantic stone was to be left unturned. Currently paused just prior to the declaration that Apex's machine is no ordinary robo-Godzilla, we now return you to everything wrong with Godzilla vs. Kong. Do we want to resume or? Yeah, we could go ahead and start back up if, yeah, if you've made your point. Yeah, because we've been paused for like a while. We've gone on to like four separate topics. Oh, God. <laughs> that's Mechagodzilla. God, that's horrible writing. That's what that I is. I hate that line. Also, it's the only time he's called Mechagodzilla in the film. This is true. Well, Outside no. Of like maybe some monitors. And now, my mecca! I love the, like, non-dramatic... Release! Number 10. It's like, (laughs) really? Hmm. And we have horrible screaming. I don't like that yellow on the skull crawler. That looks disgusting. No, I don't like the skull crawlers in this movie. They don't don't look right. I would have just preferred they kept the original skull crawlers design. I agree. I don't. I don't see the need for the recolor. Like it's cool to see him again, and I, and I do think it's a good idea to have to showcase Mechagodzilla by having him kill a skull crawler with ease. Hmm. Now I'm wondering something. Does right? Does Ren feel pleasure from like the killing? I like he was guess? seen smiling. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't know, maybe. I mean, I mean, I don't know. He was meant to be the antagonist, early, the main antagonist in earlier versions, clearly. So maybe that was, that's like a bleed over from that. I don't know. It's a bit weird. Apex. I love his. That's, I love his apex. That's such a dumb line, but he. But honestly, the actor does kind of sell it. <laughs> he he sells everything he says. It's like he feels like he's doing the right thing. Oh, I will hey, give the movie him remembers that. Godzilla exists for thirty seconds. Yeah, because it's going to use the orca that we don't know is the orca. Yeah. And now we're going to get a cut to Mark Kyle Chandler. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. I want to, I want to address something here. So we're pausing okay, again. Pause. Yep. So we're going back. I want, I want to take specific look, a specific look at. Yeah, I'm going to have to at what his text uh, messages. Pause it. Yes. Yes. Specifically, his text messages. Because there's one in here that I thought was kind of funny once it 
pops up. I've never looked. And at I actually, this. okay, no, no. Why? Why is it? Okay, so what? Hang on, bro. Oh God, I hate. Can I hit spacebar in this pause? I don't know. No, I can't. Tech problems. Enjoy our technical difficulties, audience. Okay. So I want to know who this 205 number is. And what's with the (laughs) winky face? And who's Dora? Maybe Saturday or Sunday? Is Dora the dude he's seeing? Or is it this 205 number? And then you have Zach Fox. I bet Zach is a reference to Zach Shields, maybe. Thanks, bud. And then... And then he's, like, talking... uh, If you look at the text messages, he's like, Who are you with? And she's like, It's Josh. It's like, Well, who's Josh? I just think this whole thing's funny. All these text messages. It's just Josh. Let's. I don't. I'm not gonna keep looking, but. <laughs> I don't know what your point with this was. <laughs> well, I just. I think the text messages are horrible. I mean, I've I. I just want to know who these people are. I've seen worse. I want to know who these people are. Never. You, then you're not okay. Um... <laughs> God, that's a cool visual. Now I, yes, this is a, but this is also because they know how to like frame this shot and create an equilibrium balance. Hmm. Alexander Sarsgaard does not look healthy here. He looks like he's in the state of his of mind as the character. A little bit. I want to know how big the people are that made this yeah. temple. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think like, the was idea it the Kongs? Is if, I, I think that's the idea here. Um, the Kongs got a chisel and a hammer and went bang, bang, bang? I mean, clearly they... I mean, clearly given Kong using an axe, the... Species learns how to use tools, and yet Actually, they that's want one extinct. Thing I, that's one thing I don't like: is that they give Kong this axe, and he just picks it up off the ground. Like, yeah, I wish they would have. He would have made it. That would have been so much cooler. It? That would have been so much cooler. Like, it's the obvious idea. Like, mm-hmm. have Kong break off one of Godzilla's dorsal fins. And then, and then build an axe out of it. That's such an awesome idea, and it's so obvious. Like, are, are they not allowed to like break off one of Godzilla's dorsal fins, or what? You know, no, because he it's stabs t- him with it. Hmm. He's, uh, Kong stabs Godzilla with the axe, so I don't see why ripping off a dorsal plate wouldn't. Yeah, like, I mean they I, they I destroyed yeah. his dorsal plates in the in the aftershock comic. Yeah, in the comic. Like I don't, I don't feel like Toho would take issue with one dorsal fin being taken, being like ripped off or broken off for model. You know, I feel like they'd be fine with it. Mm-hmm. 
Also, I'm pretty sure that was supposed to be a Godzilla species. Yeah, ancestor. even though it doesn't look like one at all. Yeah. Though, if you look at the uh, 2014 credits and look at the skeleton, it, it lines up pretty well. Uh, I'd have to I'd have to give it another look. It's like, who built this? And then here we get the... Kong. Kong is king. Yeah. Because we can't call him King Kong. We have to, we have to just visually show it instead of saying it. This was one of the first shots we saw in the movie. Or saw of the movie was that was it? I'm pretty sure because it was the the punch and then it, yep it was Lin's oh. yep oh that was one of the first shots we saw in marketing. I mean, I do, I thought I do like I, this. I feel like that was a deleted scene for a lot of those set photos. Yes, there was a lot of those set photos were like cut scenes because this this scene in particular i know for a fact was shot in a sound studio um because there's b-roll footage to confirm that mm-hmm. um oh here we are jumping places Hong again Kong? isn't it so Can I convenient say I like- how hong kong is like just like above or below or yeah above where team kong is <laughs> isn't that so convenient yeah so convenient i wonder how they're gonna get there oh dear god uh you were gonna say something okay. also about how tiny the skull is oh the Ghidorah skull that's monster zero Dude, shut up. Yeah, Ghidorah. That skull is tiny, and it doesn't even look right. Where's his fins? How did Apex get their hands on this? Where's Alan Jonah? I mean, he does have the fins. Not really. Not like in the original movie. Uh, yeah, I no, Bernie. That. That, oh my hate... God, there, there is no okay, second skull. There, there was... <laughs> Here we go. Like, We're gonna start a... pausing every five how... minutes now. Like, how did this? How did this make it in? Like, surely this was something that they that they put in the script. They wrote in the script. They read the script, and they're like, okay, yeah, this makes sense. That. It's and Doherty even looked over it, and he wrote the original. Yeah, like so. In King of the Monsters, we have King Ghidorah, right, as the main antagonist. We all know this. King Ghidorah gets defeated by Godzilla. Um, in their second battle of three, uh, Godzilla rips off one of the heads, which later turns up in a post-credit scene. Right? Mm-hmm. Clearly, this skull is supposed to be the remains of that head. But Bernie in, said um, that there's one skull here and that it's communicating telepathically with with another in Mechagodzilla. 
So either it's a poorly explained line trying to say that there's a communication link between the uh, a poorly written line com- uh, explaining a communication link between the skull and Mechagodzilla's systems, or there's a second skull in Mechagodzilla, which doesn't make any sense because the other because the other three Ghidorah heads that he had during the final battle, because he regenerated the one he lost, that's here, those quite literally got <laughs> burnt to ash by Godzilla. <laughs> or eaten. Them. I mean, yeah. Yeah, no, this this doesn't make any sense. Like, even if even if you put... Pl- I, I try to play devil's advocate here and say that, like... The bottom of the they, skull? Like, what? Oh no! I'm trying like to play devil's. Bu- that that's just dumb. Like I heard that excuse. That's dumb. There's that's literally the jaw. That's not the brain. <laughs> like at least, it, like if it's two skulls, then yeah, it's you know there'd be brain there. So unless Ghidorah's brain is like spread across half his jaw, that's that's a dumb idea. Um, but. Yeah, no, this is playing devil's advocate. It's it's a line that's trying to communicate that um that um it's communicating with Mecha Godzilla's system, best case scenario, or it's just a straight up like complete oversight on on all six writers of this movie. <laughs> That they're like, oh, yeah, there's two Ghidorah heads, no? So for, any, for anyone who doesn't know, there there are at least six writers. One of them is uncredited. Do you want to go into that a bit? Explain um, who each person uh, is? So we've got... Hang on, I'm going to have to... Pull it up so you quick. had Michael Doherty and Zach Shields, yeah, the writers of Terry... King of the Monsters... We had Terry Rossio. Who's um, the main head writer. Yeah. Max Borenstein. Um, oh, yeah. Max Borenstein, who's written pretty much every um, every MonsterVerse film in some regard. Um, Terry Rossio, as we... I think we might have mentioned this before. Both wrote oh, Shrek, but he also wrote um, the 1994 Jan de Bond American Godzilla script. Right. Which, if you've never read that... It's not very good. It's basically how I would describe it is it's like a Michael Bay trans Michael Bay Godzilla, like that's how I describe it. Um, and then also we have Eric Pearson. So that's Michael Doherty, Zach Shields, uh, Terry Rossio, Eric. Eric Pearson. I'm trying Pearson to and Max Bornstein. I'm trying to remember who the sixth person is, but basically he was Adam Wingard's personal assistant. Um and he like the the reason I know he wrote the film is because there was a one of his accounts on I want to say Vimeo or Daily Motion or something. Um he he specifically mentions that he did write uh, GVK, he just isn't credited. Um, okay. Yeah. So 
the way I understand it, Terry Russio was your main writer. Mm. Gary Sund, that's his name. Okay. Uh, Eric, what was his name? Eric Pearson. Eric Pearson was like the second writer. Mm-hmm. Gary Pearson or Gary? Terry Rossi, Max Bornstein, Eric Pearson, um, Michael Doherty, Zach Shields, and the uncredited writer is Gary Sund. S-U-N-D-T. Okay. So Gary Sund was like Wingard's writer. So that was your main like core trio. Mm-hmm. The, your main writer, the second writer, the one that writes what Wingard wants to make sure is put in. Mm-hmm. Then they had three outside people come in to fix their script. Max Bornstein for specifically Kong Skull Island uh, and uh, Godzilla 2014. And then yeah. Zach Shields and Michael Doherty for Godzilla King of the Monsters. Yeah. So they came in to just fix up the script and make sure there wasn't any inconsistencies. And yet this line still exists. Yeah. So it could just simply be Bernie is wrong. I mean, Bernie's already said that Apex is doing all of this because once the Illuminati takes over, like the governments are destroying themselves or something, all the people who are rich. Yeah, but here's the thing. The movie does not present that as wrong. There's nothing else that's said on this topic that suggests it could be wrong. And I'm pretty sure, didn't Jared say he designed the head after Ghidorah? I I don't know. I mean, I I could see a head fitting in there, particularly one this small. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess I like the Kiryu reference, if if that's the case. Um, well, it's more of a reference to the 1993 manga for Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla. Let's be, let's be honest, they definitely didn't know that. <laughs> that but it's weird how it happened. It, it's, it's a, it's, I, I see the connection there, like, it's a fun coincidence, but honest to God, I, I highly doubt they, that was what they were thinking of. At most, it's a Kiryu reference. Mm-hmm. Now, I wanted to uh, take what you've been saying here and kind of go on a little bit of a tangent. Okay. Specifically, another issue with GVK's characters compared to legitimately the rest of the MonsterVerse. (laughs) This is the only film where the kaiju expert feels like he's just saying stuff out of his ass. Because... In 2014, you have Brian Cranston, who people think he's just talking out of his butt, but he's proven true. Everything he says is true. Mm-hmm. He has no, he's not crazy. Then you and have Ozawa, who's all who's always right. And then you have Randa, who is always right. And then you had Brooks, who was like Hollow Earth. Everybody thinks I'm crazy. Well, he was proven right. Yeah. <laughs> And then you have uh, Sarazawa, who was proven correct. And then you had Dr. Ling and Dr. Cheng, right? Yeah. Who, who are proven right. And now you have Bernie. And, and Zhang Zi's character 
was also dropped from this film. Uh, a tongue, uh, a tongue, <laughs> along with a myriad of a few other characters like uh, Jessica. She what's, was what's in Love and Monsters. Oh my god, I know who you're talking about. <sighs> yeah, I. <sighs> I don't remember her last name. I keep wanting to say Chastain, but that's a different actress. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, she was supposed what, to you be know in it. I mean. Yes. There's there's a few characters who who who've been cut from this, which I mean, I I don't know. It's hard to really comment on them without really knowing much about their characters. But role. here's the thing, you can tell they're cut. This film is too it's too uncooked oh definitely like I remember coming out of this film and thinking the second act of this film feels like there's scenes missing like that was that was one of my first thoughts is that they it, even cut Mothra out of the movie Mothra was supposed to have yeah, a she's in concept art <laughs> like I know there's some people who say that that's like meant for a post credit scene for like uh, King of the Monsters, which like yeah, there was a Mothra post credit scene for that movie that got cut, but like you know that concept art got released around the time of GVK and was listed as being for GVK by the artist, so I'm gonna I'm gonna extrapolate that maybe maybe it's for GVK. <laughs> behemoth was so supposed like, to be in this film too um who was behemoth from the the giant oh, that's mammoth. right yeah because of the toys and they said they were only doing toys yeah. for kaiju that were in yeah and i've i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure sayaka who was the big leaker for everything king of the monsters and gvk up until he got banned from toho kingdom forums and like his, his leaks got verified you know he he leaked mm-hmm. like Behemoth and Methuselahs and all their designs before the film came out, etc. Um, I, I I'm pretty sure he did mention Behemoth at some point being in the film. Um, so you know, <laughs> where where's Behemoth? I mean, weren't all the Titans in King of the Monsters at the end going to Skull Island, anyways? Yes, because at the end and. I'm ab- this this is a whole other kind of worms, and we haven't addressed it, but now is the perfect time. At the end of King of the Monsters, they basically establish all the kaiju are going to Skull Island. Godzilla is mm-hmm. ensuring that none of them go to other places, and mm-hmm. that Monarch has a base on Skull Island building mechs. Yeah, which is not and addressed all in of this that film. Is scrapped. Like, it was clear Doherty had the idea that Mechagodzilla would be on Skull Island. Mm -hmm. The Titan, the movie would start on Skull Island, which clearly was brought over. Mm -hmm. But everything about Skull Island got thrown out. I mean, obviously you have to keep Skull Island in some regard just to have, just for Kong himself. But here's what they do, though. And this is the issue Wingard does with GVK. Everything is thrown out. He base he he destroy he single handedly destroys Skull Island, and mm-hmm. doing so causing mm, a ton of uh, canonical issues 
Yeah. This isn't like the Showa era where we can give it slack because they weren't trying for canon. This is a this shared is a, cinematic this is a universe. Cinematic universe that Legendary clearly wants. It, they want people to be interested in. They have comics. They have their they own have timeline division. Yes, they have, they have comics. They have you know novelizations that at least try to try to keep some consistency. They wouldn't be re-releasing the comics if they didn't at least have some care to having a univ to building a universe that people care about. You know, correct. Now, granted, they've already destroyed it with Aftershock not lining up with 2014, but... Awakening. GVK, or yeah, Awakening. Uh, GVK clearly throws out King of the Monsters with the ending and mm-hmm. with the Ghidorah Skull. Everything yeah. on the at the end of King of the Monsters is basically... I mean, it's not even consistent with... This film isn't even consistent with its own tie-in material. Um, Correct. Because, like, if I remember correctly, the the Kong comic suggests that some of the Iwi did survive. I know Gia makes the cameo. Um, But in this, they say they're all gone. And Dominion and the novelization, you know. It's, It's not just Godzilla, Kong, and, like, the Hollow Earth Titans that are still alive, you know. Rodan's presumably it? still sleeping. Um, Tiamat Behemoth and, is in it. Yeah, Behemoth, Scylla, all of them are still roaming around. Godzilla's just been stopping them from, uh, from you know, <laughs> screwing around. Doing their enemy. thing. Yeah. We even saw the Tiamat design. Uh, Dope Pope actually got to do it. Yeah. So, like, GVK does not acknowledge its comic books or its novelization in any way and destroys and the... And that's the issue with this being, like, a sort of a, a sort of combination of this universe. And that's just the issue in general with this universe is that they want people to care, but they're not caring to create an actual, like... Universe. I'm not asking for this to be like an MCU type deal where everything. But that's what they want it to be. That's so the yeah, issue. That's the issue. They want it to be that, but they're not trying to do that. That it's two mind. There's two minds in this, and you know it's it's just not working here. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> DCEU is way more messy. But at least that has, at least the messiness of that has led to a lot of new and interesting ideas coming from it. And, you know, there, you get good films and you get bad films from it. Um, and the thing about the DCEU is they're not afraid to just say this one's not connected. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Whereas the MonsterVerse, everything's connected. Mm-hmm. Even they have not even came out and say after said that aftershock's Awakening. not canon or not aftershock. Uh, Awakening. Awakening. Yeah, they have not I mean, came out re- to say that. They're releasing Awakening now. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, like um, before this, they hadn't acknowledged it mm-hmm. whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm curious if the uh, I'm curious if um, the Apple TV show will. 
I wonder if that'll decanonize it. <laughs> I wonder. And, but I, I, I wonder if... I've been clamoring for uh, Awakening to be decanonized. Because of how it doesn't line up at all. And that's another thing. There, there's clearly a lot of people who do care about this universe. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact we're doing a almost three-hour-long podcast about yeah, and we're just one film this universe at the moment we've, we're like we're on this tangent clearly it's there's some significance to it to this brand you know correct there's a reason and it's even... called the monster verse instead of just like the godzilla and kong crossover series or whatever correct and to that point as well, there's even the fact that these films, if you take the box office numbers of all three, are doing better than the first four MCU movies. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to say they're going to ever hit endgame numbers. I, I doubt that. Mm-hmm. But these films are liked. They people go to see them. There's a reason why people have said, well, and I quote, King of the "Yeah, <laughs> Godzilla and Godzilla versus Kong saved theaters." That is a statement that article that writers, publicists have used, about. podcasters, newscasters, and just film historians, general, general enjoyers of movies have said. You know, Godzilla, Godzilla vs Kong saved theaters. It, it was the the first big, decently big success of a blockbuster film, you know, following COVID nineteen. Even doing better than Christopher Nolan's Tenet, mm-hmm. and that's in spite of a HBO Max release as well. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I think part of the issue too might have come from specifically with with the whole universe and it kind of falling apart canonically is the exit of Thomas Toll, the uh, mm-hmm. producer of these films. He was the Kevin Feige of the MonsterVerse when it first started. He, uh, yeah. he founded Legendary, but in 2017, he left the company because yeah. of the buyout. Yeah. Um, since then, King of the Monsters kind of did a soft reboot on the, on, on the universe. Not to like Joker levels, but like it was obvious there was a new mind in 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 yeah. the chair. But then you have Godzilla versus Kong, which basically takes everything that's pre-established and throws it out. Yeah. One thing I will give Doherty credit for is he had an idea for a universe that would have really done well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Yeah, he might have might have climaxed a bit early with the, just how big and how apocalyptic everything was, but you know. But you can't deny the fact that he had the perfect idea for the monsterverse. Oh no, definitely. He he had a lot of ideas for where where the monsterverse could go. I mean, having that end. He set it up. Those credits. Yeah, he set it up. He wanted he wanted people to like have some idea where this goes after, you know, the bowing scene after that ending. 
And another issue is this this they pulled a DCEU specifically with King of the Monsters or Man of Steel immediately going to Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. Like here's the thing. If you I haven't know, seen think, this movie think... at this point, you're screwed. But if you have a whole movie where Godzilla's cl- fighting for his title of King of the Monsters, he's not going to lose to Kong and lose that title. Narratively speaking, that would render King of the Monsters' point of the ending as pointless. I mean, the thing here, here, though, is at least... I feel at least this universe had both a film for Godzilla and for Kong, which is a lot better than the DCEU can say, where not only... where Batman v Superman can say, when not only is that trying to introduce, uh, re- it's trying to refamiliarize the audience with Superman. It's trying to introduce a brand new Batman, a brand new Wonder Woman set up for the new Justice League, etc., etc. Introduce Lex Luthor, all that sort. This is true, so but that I still a lot I... more messy in that regard. Whereas GVK, all the groundwork has been laid for Godzilla and Kong in this universe. And, you know, but King you of the also... Monsters does set up the rivalry between Alpha Titans. As silly as it is, I find, the way that... I, I find that idea kind of stupid, but whatever. But let me ask you this. Does Wingard not basically rewrite the ideas of these characters in this movie, though? Oh, no, absolutely. I agree with you there. Particularly so... Godzilla, I feel. Kong, I so feel, ju- is relatively consistent. But, but like his like home's he his home's removed. Everything yeah. about him being the king of his island is gone. Kong's mm. whole arc from Skull Island doesn't matter now. Kong is mm. a whole different character in this movie. Yeah, I like how at the end of uh, God, uh, King of the Monsters. Skull Island has seemingly not been affected. I mean, I know it's like stock footage from Skull Island, but. You know, not affected by the storms at all. Time GVK rolls around. Oh, yeah, uh, we've got uh, this piece of law that says King Ghidorah's storm completely destroyed Skull Island. (laughs) And wasn't there at one point a statement that, like, something underneath Skull Island was, like, causing the storm? I haven't heard of that. I've heard heard a lot of... I remember hearing a lot of rumors that, oh, there's, like, this big giant monster underneath Skull Island that's, like, bigger than Ghidorah. It's like a snake thing. I, I oh, think the it world serpents. I, I, I feel like the world serpent stuff was BS, but maybe maybe what you were mentioning could have some truth in it. I honestly don't remember well enough to say See, I remember there was, there was a, a debate that Ghidorah, there was a second Ghidorah underneath Skull Island, yeah, which is yeah, why the storm was, the was around Ghidorah. it. Uh, Death Ghidorah in the Monsterverse. <laughs> Hashtag Death Ghidorah confirmed. Jesus. Um, I mean, but like, there was plenty of places they could go with what they had. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I just, mean, I this, don't... What this film adds to... What this film tries to add to the lore with like like Kong's home and all that you can tell that they wrote more 
for this. They wrote a lot more world building, and it's just cut completely from the film. Correct. Because this, in in the grand scheme of things, this movie does not build a lot. It just introduces a lot. Yeah. Um, Because you can tell that the Kong um, cave scene, like the whole cave home phone room whatever that that ha- there's more to that uh whole sequence that's just been cut for whether it's for time for the pacing whatever it's just been cut you know and while i i understand i understand the motivation behind you know streamlining the plot to to um get to the fights quicker and to keep the audience more consistently engaged I, I I do understand and find appreciation in that, but on the other hand, it's like, you know, what what could have been? That's my question. Right, and that maybe that's my biggest problem with GVK is there's the there's Just so much what, more that could have been. What happened to the Red Armor Godzilla? Because mm-hmm. that was in the movie. That was not just a toy gimmick. You no, that was in that the was movie. Not just a toy gimmick. There's when been you VFX artists who have acknowledged its existence, like VFX that, artist Jared. If if that acknowledged was a toy it? gimmick, why? Oh, like, yeah, they did release a toy eventually, but they changed multiple aspects of it. They only reused like a couple parts from it. I, I mm-hmm. highly doubt that if. I highly doubt the, that Toho's issue with it, with the figure, would have been like the design of it or the concept or whatever, because they were they released a new toy for it with different colors and stuff. You know, I, right. I just don't buy that idea that it was not meant for that. It was just a toy gimmick. I don't buy that at all. No, it wasn't, and here's why: Jared acknowledged it. He clearly and he he won't talk about it, but I'm pretty sure he designed it. Maybe uh, the, the VFX artists has like talked was, about it. Yeah, that was uh, supposedly about sixty percent of the VFX work was done for it, and then I imagine that was around when you know the leak came out, or reshoots or whatever. Can't. I need to check if Sayar can mention it because I'm pretty. Sh- because I know Sayaka wasn't banned until a little bit after, like, the toy leaks. Um, I do believe Sayaka had said that, yes, this, this was mega, the, the Red Armor Godzilla. I believe he did say it was in the film. And, you know, there's a cut, like, there's cut elements of Mega Godzilla, like, having, like, a power source um, directly right. inserted in his body, rather than just being downloaded <laughs> like it is later in this film when when we get to the end here uh there's there's a few things i want to talk about one of but one of them is the fact that there's at least three different versions of what this film is supposed to be mm-hmm. so i don't know if you want to keep going i uh, still have I'll, I'll at least unpause in a second um okay but i i just want to say that i I just want to know, like, what was, what exactly was the full idea for the Red Godzilla? Like, that has been, like, my biggest question for early cuts of the movie. What exactly was this? 
I, I, can, I can imagine it was probably like trying to drain power from Godzilla. Um, but like, you know, how did they get this on Godzilla? <laughs> so here's what I know. If we're going to go here, I'm just going to go here. Okay. From what I've been told, the red armor was supposed to be something Apex specifically designed to pull energy from Godzilla. Somewhere in the Hong Kong fight, Godzilla was knocked out, knocked down. Maybe after the whole jumping off the building with the axe thing. Apex Mm. attaches the red armor and draws the energy from Godzilla. Mm -hmm. And then takes that energy and it's what powers Mechagodzilla. Mm-hmm. That is what I've been told the red armor was for. Mm-hmm. I see. And then that, because it's blue, that drew energy, and then that's what powered Mecha Godzilla, and that's what revived Ghidorah. Mm-hmm. Because in the film, it's also kind of hinted at that the energy is what powers Godzilla as well. I mean, at least yeah, that's it's it's it's, it's they say it's the same energy source. Like, they so, say it's the same type of energy. Like when to me it uh, lines Damien up. Is explaining it to um, Lind Skarsgård's gotcha. character. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So that's been my understanding of what it is, and then from there, Mechagodzilla was powered, and they fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, there was also, um, or I'll talk about that later. Uh, We've talked about it in the past, but I'll talk about it later. Um, But I think that's what the red suit was for, from what I've been told. Okay. That that lines up with what I've heard. Um, So I'm going to say that much is at least right. the, I haven't heard too much about like them attaching it during the Hong Kong fight, but you can kind of infer that, anyways. So right, because there's a there's a good decent amount of time where Godzilla's down, and mm-hmm. in theory, that's when the the armor would mm-hmm. be attached to him yeah, to draw I, the. I, like I could see them either doing it like between the uh, the second and third round, or like at after the third round, maybe somehow, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's let's continue. <laughs> We've been on another fair few tangents. So now we get Godzilla back. Now we get extended shots from the Florida scene. <laughs> I like how this is. I'm going to pause here. I like how this is very clearly Florida, like, <laughs> like right? You can and like, there's see no neon elements of the. You can see elements of the like Apex facility. Wait, can you? Uh, well, it's it's the same like lighting of um the area. That's as, true. Yeah, because there's like, no neon yellow. here. Yeah, it's yeah. There's no neon. It's just like yellowish area. It's like I didn't catch it on my first watch, but then I caught it when I was like rewatching, um, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Ha! I I see you there, movie. I I see I see you." 
This is I, cool. I, I, I hate like him destroying the bridge. The bridge is cool, but the people running throughout this entire fight, there's okay, people yeah. running in the foreground. Yeah, yeah. I was going to mention this myself. Like this shot right here of Godzilla approaching. Like, I'm going to pause here just for a second. Like, if like I, this shot almost looks like almost looks like not quite wallpaper worthy, but awesome. I, I like the neon lighting here. I like you know the blue um, charged up Godzilla. And I like the idea of having people in the foreground, but, but they don't it, look right. No, it they've it looked they they're blue screened in, and it looks very rushed. And mm-hmm. the blocking in general for them doesn't look very good either. You know, like no. it doesn't it doesn't feel like there's been much consideration for where they're standing. I mean, I'm going to assume they're on like some sort of boat, but like. Or like cruise ship or something, but but why is the boat not moving more? And Godzilla, mm-hmm. like it, I don't. Why is the boat so high up compared to the other one? Hmm. And I don't. I don't know if you want to rewind this a few seconds or not. But it looked okay. like, like Godzilla was gliding, like as he's walking. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I see that. I see that. And like um, it just cuts to like now we're in the in we're in the city, yeah, yeah. This scene was clearly meant to be a little bit longer, at least. Yeah, and then we just have Mark Russell again, like he's just thrown around and. Hey, Lance Riddick cameo. I've given, I've given the order, Doctor. There's Lance Riddick's <laughs> five words for his top billing. <laughs> God. Yeah, and bye-bye Godzilla for the next, like, minute or so. Mm-hmm. Because now we got to find out what the power source is. Mm-hmm. Which, I like this scene. I like the scene where it's a low shot of Kong walking and you have the characters in the foreground. I thought that looked pretty good. Yeah, that um, does look good. But, like, the moments, it, it's just the Hong Kong sequence where, like, people in the foreground... Of shots, like they do it again when Kong is coming up to the yes. surface and his axe, and you just it's see two hysterical. random people. Like that, I think is the most egregious moment of that, because that shot was looking perfectly fine, and then you just Until have those they... two people, and it takes you out completely. I feel yes, I agree like, wholeheartedly. That's... That that scene is hysterical. <laughs> um. One issue I do have with this all this Kong stuff is there's nothing to create scale for him. Yeah. Like it yeah. feels really I don't disagree tiny. With you there. There's the no way angles here. work, but yeah. The low angles I mean, work. That's what gives you the scale. Yes. Like I do like this shot of Godzilla. What the... Oh, God, here we go. We're about to... <laughs> and he starts digging. <laughs> also, he was not that far inland. He was, like, right next to the ocean. Yeah. This That was a cool shot of Godzilla. It was a nice wide-angle, like, shot of him on the city. Mm. 
But like, I, I think the shots of Godzilla like charging up his breath and shooting it into the ground, I think those look really cool um, mm-hmm. visually. It's just, I think this is, I think this is the laziest writing in the movie. Okay, pause, 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 pause. This is it. This is it. This is where. This is where. I know what you're gonna reference. Okay, so Adam Wingard, in his commentary track, at this moment in the film, they're about to get the power source. Yeah, and they've brought out these little uh, droid things, these spider droids. He says, "So yeah, we uh, we just got here. You know, it." The, the humans did a lot of stuff. It doesn't really matter. None of this makes any sense. It doesn't matter. We're just here for the giant monster stuff. Okay, who the heck hired this dude to make a monster movie? And here's why. Specifically Godzilla. This whole, this whole recording, I have said, this does not sound like a Godzilla movie. This does not feel like a Godzilla movie. It feels like an American monster movie. A Kong movie works perfectly fine. That's okay. Okay? We're fine with an American monster movie or a Kong movie. Wingard's statement lines up with that. I'm not saying there isn't deep American monster movies. Cloverfield is a great example of a 9-11 inspired monster movie. Go check out Mm -hmm. our episode on Cloverfield. We talk about that. It's a great monster movie. Here the is the American problem. Godzilla movie is G-Men uh, states. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here is the problem. What Wingard just said goes against everything Godzilla really does. Godzilla is not just the monsters. No matter how much you want to argue that, that is not the case. In mm-hmm. almost every mon- Godzilla movie, the humans matter. Heisei Millennium, it starts to break up short. I agree, but the humans still help you I get mean, from point Millennium. A to point B, and they I, still I have Millennium plenty. Is, I don't think Millennium has a lot of character-driven films. Like, I would agree with that as well. More so than even some of the Showa films. Like, they don't always work the best, but like Godzilla two thousand, Mega Gearus, um, against Mecha Godzilla, even GMK, those. Probably the first three in particular, but to an extent, GMK. Those, I'd say, are character-driven stories. Some work better than others, mind you. I like Against Mechagodzilla does what Megagirus is trying, but infinitely better. But, you know, mm-hmm. those, those are very distinctly character-driven stories. And even Doherty went out of his way to establish... That the humans do matter, even though yeah. we're here we for the monster back, fights. We bring back those characters, or at least a few of them. Some get cut out from this film that were intended to um, return, but we still got Millie Bobby Brown, Tal Chandler, you know? Um, Correct. We've got the son of Sarazawa, even though it's not acknowledged in the film, and it's very, just one of the most underutilized aspects of the film is Ren Serizawa. Um, like, no wonder a lot of people, that was one of the biggest issues that everyone sort of agreed with, is that why do we have Ren Serizawa when, when he does nothing? Of Correct. Note, you know? He's, he's literally just a lackey. They have one, one moment where they even hint at his 
at his background with him just staring at Godzilla. That's it. That's his one character moment. Correct. And this is why I hate the concept and idea of Adam Wingard's Godzilla. Mm -hmm. Because what Adam Wingard just said is completely against what Godzilla should be. Not Mm -hmm. only does he suggest that the humans don't matter, but in his statement of none of this matters, it doesn't make any sense, that goes along with the statement, the themes don't matter. Themes are not important. It doesn't matter. None of this makes any sense. And it goes back to that insecurity of American blockbusters where, like, yeah, none of this matters. This is all ridiculous. Just let's point it out to the audience that that we have to acknowledge it because otherwise the audience will just not, not be able to go with it, you know? And I want to pull up here a quote from Michael Doherty. Uh, let me see if I can find it fairly quickly. Okay, so I found the the quote, and this is from Total Film Magazine from Michael Doherty, director of Godzilla King of the Monsters and co-writer and co-writer of Godzilla vs. Kong. Mm -hmm. The Titans, we learn, are awoken from their slumber because the planet is on a collision course with self-destruction. And this is Doherty quoting right now after this statement. It wouldn't be a true Godzilla film if you didn't touch upon those things, end quote, Doherty said. To quote again, otherwise you're just making a big, dumb, giant monster movie. There has to be a sprinkle of it, otherwise you're not being faithful to the original intent of the series. Anyone who thinks otherwise is not a true Godzilla fan, end quote. (laughs) So... Looking beyond the fact that Doherty just gatekept anybody who says the giant monster fights are all that matter. Here's the thing. Wingard, in his statement, none of this matters, it doesn't make any sense, goes against this quote. And I quite frankly agree with Doherty here. The Godzilla franchise is about the impending doom of the human race in the world if humanity does not clean its act up. Mm -hmm. If humanity does not clean its act up, then maybe one day another Godzilla may appear again. Quoting the original film. Mm. That's the thing here. Like, any theme relating around... Godzilla himself you you kind of you kind of have something here with an evil corporation that the film doesn't bother going into mind you there's you nothing have, here you could have had no something going in there but like outside of that in terms of the Godzilla plot there's nothing here in terms of making it thematically relevant I mean Godzilla's nuclear origins are, are acknowledged only in the opening like the opening credits. <laughs> um, Correct. That's like the only thing acknowledging any sort of theme relating to Godzilla here. And it's that just, is my is problem. No attempt. And that's, yeah, that's my issue too, is that where, where King of the Monsters fails, what 
what I appreciate is the fact that it at least tries. That I find, I find that more interesting and respectable than here, where the film doesn't bother. Quite literally, is saying it doesn't matter. Yeah, because it does matter. Here is the thing: every Godzilla film, even Godzilla versus Megalon. Arguably yeah. one of the most childish and weirdest oh, of that films. Film absolutely, has, has themes. It starts themes off with, its, with the Cetopians, you know. It starts off with them. The beginning yeah, exactly. is establishing this. Godzilla versus Kong, in no sense, tries to establish a reason because up until this point, there has not been established a real villain. Walter Simmons is not as, is not portrayed as a villain. The only thing we have is they're doing something that is causing Godzilla to come back. And Bernie mm-hmm. is a conspiracy theorist, and if you listen to I mean, him, you can't take on- him serious. The only thing that inclines us to – that truly does incline us to not like Apex is the fact that Godzilla doesn't like them. That is that Correct. is one of the and and then this scene where they point guns at our lead characters. Those are the only. But they are breaking and entering. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what do you oh, expect? No, no, no. I, I meant this. I meant. I meant. Oh um, yes, 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 yes. No, I, they're justified in pointing guns at like uh, Team Godzilla. <laughs> like it's their facility, you know. <laughs> right. And here's the thing. We can't say that we'll do what Godzilla says because Godzilla's not been given a pro- proper characterization in this film. He's portrayed as a big, dumb, giant monster. This movie, just as Doherty warns you, is just a big, dumb, giant monster movie. And that is its hugest fault. It is mindless entertainment. It is not anything established. It's not anything special. And this is where I'm going to segue into my biggest argument, my biggest claim on this film. Ooh. Godzilla versus Kong is everything King Kong versus Godzilla warns us about. In mm. King Kong versus Godzilla, it is a satire and a statement on mindless entertainment. It is a critical look at it, criticizing it, and establishing how wrestling at the time was, in many ways, brainwashing the country of Japan. Mm-hmm. It was done for country morale. And if you want to hear about this, definitely check out Monstrosity's video where Matt and his special guest, Patrick Galvin, talk about the entertainment industry at the time in Japan. Mm-hmm. Now, to move on from that point there, King Kong versus Godzilla is satirizing wrestling and mindless entertainment with a comedy. It is clear it is a comedy in the Japanese version. In the English version, that is lost. Yeah. Now, in the Japanese version, it's clearly a comedy. It's clearly satire, and Honda knows how to portray it properly. 
In the film, we have Kong or King Kong as our hero and Godzilla as the villain. Mm-hmm. In this film, it is and clearly sponsored, and Kong sponsored by a pharmaceutical company of her things. <laughs> Which is quite relevant to modern day events with how stocks went up in certain pharmaceutical companies for certain things relating to a COVID-19. I'm, but that's beyond I mean, the point. I mean, when you look at, you know, connection between pharmaceutical companies and a wrestling match, you know. This is true. Mm. But here we have Godzilla, your villain, and Kong, your hero. Mm. A tech company, which I would argue is as popular now as like a pharmaceutical company would be back in the day. Mm -hmm. Trying to use Kong to better their agenda, which is to help the world. What pharmaceutical companies are doing as well, but make money as well. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, yeah, that's another thing, is that outside of those two moments, it it relies on the previous knowledge of, like, yeah, the Titans are good because we said they're good in the previous films. So that's why Godzilla is bad. Nowhere is it established in this movie that Godzilla's our hero. In fact, Godzilla's portrayed as our villain villain up until... Mecha Godzilla appears, and then Godzilla becomes lawful good, mm-hmm. which is what he always has been, and that has been established in King of the Monsters, that Godzilla will one day turn against humanity if need be. Yeah, he's basically Heisei Gamera. And Shutsuke Kaneku even accused the MonsterVerse of plagiarizing his Gamera trilogy. Did he actually? Yes. There is a statement out there you can that. find where to, he says... I'll uh, I'll message Jack and see if I can get it for you. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, <laughs> Godzilla versus Kong, in its essence, carries the same ideas as King Kong versus Godzilla. In its basic essence, it is the same thing. There is just a subplot of Kong finding his home in Godzilla versus Kong that alters the story. And I, and I think it's an okay subplot to have. I think. I think it's one of the aspects that, for the most part, it's the best aspect of the film. film. Yes, exactly. It actually and, works, and it and here's the thing as well with that it's a it's a very human story. Mm-hmm. And that's part of why it works. I say all this because Godzilla versus Kong is the mindless fun. It it's the same story as King Kong versus Godzilla, but without any thematic subplots. To quote Wingard, it doesn't matter, none of this really makes any sense. Wingard has no intention here of establishing any thematic subplots. And that there is Godzilla versus Kong's greatest I, fault. I, I find even the reason they fight pretty just it's just there's there's very little to the reason they fight. They're just vague, vaguely established rivals. That's it. Their fights don't really add all that much to the film outside of some cool action scenes and 
a tad bit of tension, maybe. You know, when Godzilla fought Ghidorah in King of the Monsters, that that was, you know, Godzilla fighting to save the Earth, you know. There, there's a legitimate reason for him fighting his opponents in both the previous films. Um, in, in this film, Godzilla just has the vague rivalry against Kong, so the two... He's just hunting Kong for some reason, you know? For fun. Yeah, and and it doesn't end up... It, it ends up having little relevance to the film. The Mechagodzilla fight has relevance. Um, but Yeah, that's a whole other can of worms. Yeah, I know. But this one, the, the Hong Kong fight that we're approaching, I mean, even the Tasman Sea fight, they... They're only there for the audience because it's the title of the film. They don't in a versus movie, you've usually got to ha- establish a proper reason for there to be a conflict between your title characters who are going to fight each other. But this film does it in the laziest way, like compared to something like not even just like the Toho Godzilla series, but something like Freddy vs. Jason, for example, there's an established reason why. Um, Freddy and Jason fight in that movie. Freddy revived Jason so that he could bring fear back to Elm Street and give himself power. But then when Jason starts stealing all his kills, Freddy, you know, Freddy's like, doesn't, is done with having this and wants to eliminate the competition. Alien vs. Predator has the hunting relationship between the aliens and predators. Batman vs. Superman, as poorly done as that is, Batman has a reason for wanting to fight and stop Superman, you know? This film just hinges solely on the vaguest rivalry that's just there. Mm -hmm. And that's why the alpha, the whole alpha element just, I just find it lazy writing, honestly. Mm Mm-hmm. And even how Wingard establishes the fights at the beginning of this commentary, whatever this is, this this breakdown, uh, the credits end in a bracket. The credits end with putting Godzilla and Kong to in the ultimate showdown in a wrestling match. There are three rounds in this fight. In a typical wrestling match, there are three rounds to a fight. Wingard clearly is building the basing this off of a wrestling match. Two giant monsters. There's even moves throughout the film. Which is the complete opposition of the entire point of just the 62 film. Correct. The 62 film is criticizing it and mindless fun, whereas Godzilla vs. Kong is the call to we want mindless fun. In a world where there are 10 Fast and the Furious movies in development. Uh, I mean, there already is 10 Fast and the Furious movies. Is there? Because Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, there's a spinoff one. Okay, yeah. And a TV show. In a world where there are 10 Fast and the Furious movies, and they have basically fallen down to the point of glorified Power Rangers. They have literally gone to space in, like, one of the movies. Mm Mm-hmm. They cannot... Godzilla vs. Kong has become what Honda did not want Godzilla to become. 
mindless fun, the American way. Mm. And this is why I say Godzilla vs. Kong is the most American Godzilla film. Mm-hmm. Godzilla vs. Kong is exactly what its audience wants it to be. A fun action flick. Not even a film, a flick. And this is why I cannot enjoy this film. Because mm-hmm. it goes out of its way to not be thematically sound. Wingard does not care. So why should I care about his film? And I don't because of this. That was the mic drop moment. (laughs) Yeah. God, this... Oh, this movie is just a whole can of worms. There's a reason we had to do a very two. Ep- we basically had two episodes dedicated to this movie, and it's just. I at this point we're only scratching the surface. I mean, you and I have talked about this movie like a lot since it came out as well. I feel like we were. I mean, we still have forty minutes left of the movie. Oh yeah, and yeah, I, no, we and- we're still only scratching the surface, even with this stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we've gone pretty in detail, to be we honest. Have, like, but like, there's still some things that like, there's a lot to criticize here. We've, I, I'd say, we've criticized a lot um, with how this, with how this works as a Godzilla film. I feel like that's the main point we've been driving home. But there's a lot else to criticize here, just in the writing and all other aspects of the production here. And a lot of that, I think, is about to come out in this final fight, because... Oh, God. I know... I, I'm uh, going to have some things to say about the about what's coming up, and I'm sure you the, do, too. The way I view it, we essentially have about four more things to really talk about. Um, the mm-hmm. final fight of Godzilla and Kong, the final fight of the film, the release of this film, and, like, what what went what like what what impacted it mm-hmm. and then the story for the rest of this film because at this point it becomes nonsense yeah oh yeah like it's not quite at this point but like just like around just after when the fights in around the middle of the fight between Godzilla and Kong when the, when the third round starts sorry when the third round starts, that that's when I completely, that's when this movie completely loses me, and I'm just like, I just want it to be over, <laughs> right? And at this point, we hit we we hit play again. At this yeah. point, we're watching Apex essentially wirelessly download the the elemental the elemental an energy that structure. Yeah, an energy that they would not have any experience with outside of seeing Godzilla use it, and the Hellhawks are coming down now. So now we're being introduced to our newest monster, and they have you downloaded. They would have established the... them slightly earlier in this. In in this. Well, um, yeah, cave I mean, sequence. well, they were seen on the roof, oh, on the they? top of the cave. Yes, huh, I don't remember that. 
So now we're getting to see Walter and S- Walter Simmons being the one of getting the damn robot Shinji. Yeah, I f- I feel like this would have. I feel like that probably would have been. I'm just gonna quickly pause just for this point. I feel like that would have been around the point where Sarah Zara and Hayworth, the cut character. I feel like that would have been around when they became the villains and usurped him. I don't know exactly when for sure, but I know and the what? idea there. What? And they what? Uh, usurped him. So took over as the villains. So Hayworth was supposed to um, kill, um, to kill, um, what's his name? Simmons. Uh, Simmons. Yeah. Simmons so was supposed Simmons dies. to dies. Yeah. He was not supposed to be killed by Mechagodzilla. Um, I, I've had this confirmed by the actor in this that was supposed to be in that scene, as well as um, KDM. The KDM account has also mentioned this as well, like months after I heard this. Mm-hmm. Um, so Simmons was meant to be killed by Hayworth, um, and then I so think Simmons was, was not the bad guy. No, 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 no. It, it was Ren Serizawa who was meant to play more of an antagonistic role. And then if I remember, because Hayworth was a hitman, um, like a former hitman. Um, I want to say, I, I don't remember if it was Alexander Skarsgård's character or not, who was also in this scene. Well, Skarsgård's no, character no, was no, supposed no, no, to be a no. villain too, was he not? Or a more antagonistic character. I don't believe so. I don't think I've heard anything that actually confirms that. I, I think you're just extrapolating from a photo of him fighting Apex, which was probably just a conflict, probably like around this scene-ish, maybe, where like they're defending, like Kong's fighting the um, Hellhawks, but they were, pro- hey, uh, blah, Skarsgård, was probably fighting um, the soldiers because they're in that uniform. They're in the same uniform as in this scene. Right. Um, but, yeah, so Ren Serizawa would have taken over in the, as a villain. I think in the novelization, this somewhat still happens. And then you get the whole weird thing about Ghidorah controlling his mind, which I think is really dumb, but whatever. <laughs> so Ghidorah... So- because of Ren's hatred for Godzilla, Ghidorah was able to like, mm-hmm. and the fact that he was controlling, he was like in the control seat for Mechagodzilla. Right. And like he to was Ghidorah's able brain. to. So he was like the servant of Ghidorah, so almost like Planet Eater. Sort of, yes, except more dumb. <laughs> because yeah, I think not it was not like, as thematically I, I like aware. To be fair. But from what I, it's been explained to me, sort of like Ghidorah basically taking over his mind, like literally like Ghidorah having control over it, not just like, like turning him crazy. It's been described to me as if like he literally is just Ghidorah in human form. I don't know if that's true, but the way that's been explained to me, just, I hate that idea. (laughs) Yeah. I, no, like just no, <laughs> don't do that to Ghidorah. <laughs> um, but so we're going to hit play here. Yep. 
I don't like these Hellhawks. The Hellhawks seem kind of like just an obstacle. Yeah. That, to be honest, don't really do a whole lot. They're just there to buy time for Godzilla to dig. Yeah. I also want to point out that Apex was going to 100% save them here. Mm-hmm. Like, Apex did, was not going to leave them high and dry. Mm-hmm. They would have, at they most, just, they would have, like, arrested them. <laughs> right, because they were starting to go against what their mission was, which their mission didn't change. There was nothing about their mission that was different. Oh, no, here we go. Godzilla Deus Ex Machina? I have to do some sort of CinemaSins reference. God. Jesus Christ, the breath is so goddamn big. Does, like, does that breath just, like, expand endlessly or something? Take my breath away. Shut up. This is stupid. Roaring through the entire Earth. There's literally a portal separating them or something. Okay, so they they shoot pellets at Kong. How are they still I I'm I'm failing to see how they're the villain. I mean, to be fair, it was stupid to shoot at Kong. This is true. So, but honestly, ignorance isn't necessarily a villainous trait. You should know this. Mhm. Uh- Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wow. You like the subtle jabs? You're a horrible human being. Um, oh, I know. Oh, here we go. We're about to have uh, commando. Uh, <laughs> I hate goes... this jump. The jump Kong okay, does okay, look so, so stupid. Okay. So even if, so I was just thinking about this, even if like, we don't have a portal here because, I don't know, there's, like, no weird vague tunnel system thing. Even if we don't have that, how the hell does Kong, like, just, like, the whole just gravity inversion thing? And he's completely fine when he murders you. I just, I don't understand this. It's dumb. None it's of this the, makes any sense. I, it doesn't matter. It's, it's the... Yeah. Maybe you're right. <laughs> no, I'm not wrong. Right. I'm wrong. I should be wrong. I should <laughs> not be able to say that. Well, in this movie, you're right. I should not be right about this movie. I know, and that's the thing. I wish we were wrong about all this. So right now, Apex is arresting the people for trespassing. Yeah. Again, not villainous. Mm-hmm. Oh God, here we go with the scene where the the, 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 oh, the scale here is people. great, but the two people are horrible. No, they were a very important part of this shot. Uh, I don't like this. 
We're okay, do fight. we want to pause and complain about the next eight minutes of... Okay. I mean, I think we can, like, sort of play and pause and talk about... Or do we just want to have it play? Because there's going to be plenty of time to complain about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'd say pause so, when feel necessary. Okay. Um, do you wanna... So this... I'm just going to go for it, and you can jump in. No, I was this asking final... you um, play it now or keep it paused. At yeah, this go shop. ahead and hit play. Okay. This final fight looks absolutely awful. Mm. I cannot stand the animation or the texture or the colorization of this fight. I like the shot in the building. I think that's okay. I think the start of this fight, um, like, I don't like them. Okay, I'm going to pause here just for a second. I, I like them. Um, I don't care for the bit where they're roaring at each other and all that. Um, but I do like Kong, you know, grabbing the axe, jumping at Godzilla, Godzilla dodging, grabbing him, throwing to the building, all that. Um, and I like, you know, I like how Godzilla is using his weapons kong is trying to counter it all that even though godzilla does too much beam spamming but like it's just a heisei movie (laughs) yeah but right here so i'm gonna i'm i'm pause kong is grabbing at godzilla's throat stopping him from the atomic breath and then i'm gonna pause he's about to throw godzilla and then jarring cut God, pause oh, again. God. Godzilla's thrown into the building immediately. Kong is like disoriented. There is a shot missing. There's just straight up a sh- whole shot missing. I think it's. There's a couple moments like this in the fight, but I think this is the most. This is one of my big issues where the editing is very jarring here. Yes. Like it I agree. takes me out of the movie. Like I knew something was wrong with this scene for a while, but it took me a while to pinpoint what exactly was wrong. And then it clicked with me that there's a whole shot missing. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is what, this is what the issue is. Um, on pause, Kong jumps on building, slams him, blah, blah, blah. Now in this, you can see some wrestling fight like moves, but I, I still yeah, cannot. Another missing shot. I would have, I would have personally shown Godzilla um, getting up, even just like one insert shot of that. Mm-hmm. And we just had the 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 tree trunk. Yeah, yeah that's what we're uh, reference. This is the one moment of the fight I like. <laughs> Why? Because it's a lot like Godzilla versus Mothra with the Ferris wheel. Oh, no, There's no, no, another no. missing shot of Kong flying. Wait, really? Hang on. I'm going to go back for a second. So he stabs him in the shot. Of... Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I don't think that's too bad. I, I kind of... I don't know. I don't think that's too bad. Now he's doing the beam spam bit, which is the most boring part of the fight, frankly. You mean the you don't like watching him just beam up everything? 
Oh, Kong, I, did you, uh, Kong phases through some stuff here. Yeah, he does that a few times. No, it, oh, the smile. No, this is a bit where he does the phasing through. There we yep, go. Yep, he phases through the building. <laughs> I mean, there's parts of him that are phasing through all those buildings. Yeah. Bits of his shoulders and all that. And the heaves come back. This is the one of the other cool shots in this. I do love this shot. This shot yeah. of them like following. I don't like that Kong. they include the Godzilla roar when he's shooting his beam. That's dumb. Correct. But the shot. But the cinematography is here is pretty cool. And and it and the and the lights decently nice here, you know? Takes advantage of the neon lights. And then we have our infamous shot. Oh, God. I remember when they showed that in, like, the TV spots when, before the first trailer came out. That was just... I remember seeing that and being like, what is... What, <laughs> what are they What is doing? going on? What is this? So this, this is, is the quote-unquote round two, which I think this is just round 2.1. I, I I don't feel – and they, they feel like they have to include this line because this they know line. people will not believe it. Yeah. It's literally just like an intermission. It's – I don't count – I don't see it as round two. I, I know officially, guess Kong wins round two. But like, no. And here we go uh, with um, Simmons' death scene. And it has my favorite line in the entire movie. We're going to pause <laughs> and talk about it. I love how he calls him Director Russell. Like, they clearly had another error in the script. Yeah, because wasn't because... Lance Riddick meant to be the director of like Yes. Water? And then they made Mark Russell. Yeah. I mean, this was a reshoot, the reshot, one of the reshot scenes. So I guess they just, part of why they cut out Lance Reddick. Yeah. Oh, round three. See, yeah, like round that barely like, counts as an intermission. No, it's like, oh, let's cut so we can have this quick introduction. Uh, okay, okay. Hold on, hold on. Nope, oh. we're, we're going to complain. We're going to complain. Okay. Force-legged Godzilla is one of the worst possible things ever done in a Godzilla movie. It looked bad in 98, and it still looks bad today. Whoever thought that was the good idea. Yes, this goes back to Terry Russio's script of having Godzilla on all fours. And I think he should never touch another Godzilla movie. I cannot stand all fours Godzilla. He's not a crocodile. Even though this movie wants to portray him as a crocodile, that's stupid. He is not a crocodile. You see, I I'm I can accept it for if Godzilla is like being having is just getting completely destroyed in a fight and is like 
basically on his lap and doing it in a desperate attempt, you know? Like trying to get up? Yeah, like just doing whatever he can to fight, like whatever strength he has left. I can accept it as that. I don't like it as him just choosing to do this for, like, whatever reason it is in this fight. Like, it looks dumb. And what's worse is it it does not work for the legendary designer. No, it does not. Because of he's how too top heavy. heavy. He, yeah, he's too top heavy. And his arms are too small for that as well. And his thighs are so fat. Like, how how does he get his legs to be that way? Yeah, no. It, and and again, his arms are too small for that. Like, I don't buy for a second that his arms can ho- hold that. I don't buy that they can hold his his fat body and his and his dorsal plates you know right and if this is the case then how was he having difficulties with the mutos or Ghidorah? Mm. yeah exactly like one of his heads is not one of Ghidorah's heads is definitely not 300 pounds or not 300 pounds like 40,000 tons yeah Godzilla was struggling to like hold Ghidorah back God, I I just like I I don't think it's the worst idea ever. I think it I think it can work, but I do not think it works here at all. I don't like it in the ninety four script either. I think I think Godzilla's portrayal in the ninety four script is one of the reasons why I don't think that film would have ever worked. Um like I, Sony's Godzilla film just wasn't going to work. Yeah, Sony's Godzilla <sighs> film was not going to work. And I honestly, I think the only reason GVK worked is because it was in a pre-established universe that had worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, like this on its own would not work. No. Speaking I, 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 I as a. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. So I just I I don't I this is almost as bad as Ghidorah on all fours. I just I don't I don't like it. I can't stand see, it. At least at least with Ghidorah on all fours, I feel that's more. I feel that's more justified just by the size of his wings. Um, because like I still that hate it. Up, He's an alien. Yeah. Okay, it look it looks it, it looks awful. It looks not it looks better than it this. It doesn't look I, nice. It looks better than this. I think you can at least agree it, with me there that it looks better than this nope. Godzilla. Mm-mm. On all four. Mm-mm. I hate I hate okay. I hate Wingwalker Ghidorah. I can't stand it and I hate for well, all fours Godzilla about equally as much. Honestly, wing walking Ghidorah is fine. It's it's not... smog. Yeah, I can't disagree <laughs> with you there. <laughs> but but like, like uh, he's got me. Game of Thrones. <sighs> Shoot. But like for that design, like yeah, I it looks like it could and would be a type of dragon that would do wing walking particularly with how big his wings are i 
I don't expect him to be holding up his wings like 24-7 when he's walking on the ground, you know? Even if I, he is an alien. I um, disagree. I if disagree. He had, if he had closer, like maybe more like classic um, proportioned wings, then yeah, no, wing walking would look terrible <laughs> with him. Like the original Ghidorah is a design that would look terrible with that if it was walking on its wings. I, I think the Yamazaki Godzilla, I don't like when that one, um, or Godzilla, the Yamazaki Ghidorah, I don't like when that one wing walks. I don't like it. Ha- I don't like how it has hands. <laughs> Whereas King of the Monsters, I think its wings are big enough where I feel like it's just, I, I feel like it makes sense for him to do that. I still hate it. Well, I don't care. You're just well, I don't care here. either. Well, okay, we're on pausing. So Kong is on top of the building, Empire State With Building his... reference. Ha 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 ha. Has... Yeah. Okay, have we Our talked enough war? about what? At one Toho War. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. That it was a Toho Roar. I do appreciate how the buildings are way more, like, sturdy than they should be, like, miniatures. Yeah, that's nice. It's a nice little detail. Mm-hmm. I can, oh, God, this I is where I the, hate the oh, fight. No. Yeah, this is this literally fight. the point in the movie where I give up on the movie. This. Oh, no, this is where he goes full crocodile. And I hate this. Okay, hate okay. Hang on, I gotta pause it again. Okay, whoever thought it was funny to have Godzilla charge on all fours into a building and shove his head in and have him pop his head out like a Looney Tunes cartoon should be fired from the film industry. <laughs> God, that is I not how that. you do Godzilla. That is not how you have him. He's not that clumsy, stupid brute. Godzilla He's is an clumsy, intelligent, but not that clumsy. No, <laughs> no. Like, who thought that was a good idea? I'm unpausing it's, again. It's literally just dumb, dumb lizard. And then the whole foot thing here, and the then jump. the scratching. Oh, I completely forgot about the jump. Oh my god! How the hell does he jump? <laughs> and how did he get back up so quickly? <laughs> Oh, okay. We're going to have to talk about what's about to happen because nobody else talks about it. Oh, this, yeah. I'm going to ruin this scene for anybody. The roar. To us, staring down each other. The stare down. When Godzilla roars, you hear the music from the 2014 trailer. They literally took the 2014 trailer, didn't even cut the music out, and put the roar in. I hate you for telling me that. Because you will never okay, not like hear it. Kong's, I like that funny Kong noise. <laughs> also, can I just say that like, like, the Christmas lighting looks really wrong? Yeah, and like I love the building layout. Like this looks like a miniature set. It does. Kong lost. Godzilla won. Now we need to talk about the texturizing real quick. We're gonna pause again. 
Because okay. we we did not have an we did not spend enough time complaining about the texture throughout the mm. this fight. I mean, yeah, it's a pretty fast paced fight, and there's a lot of things to complain about here. So like, not only is there, you know, the just this is the, this the, is the most flawed sequence in the movie. Uh, mm, well, one of the most flawed sequences in the movie for me. So <laughs> there's facing. It's kind of boring with the beam fights. There is no round two. It is all just the same round. Yeah. Um, the direction and uh, ideas with Godzilla and Kong in this are very all over the place and not good. But mm-hmm. to me, the one of the worst parts, the weight is very inconsistent. Like the whole animation part in this is horrible. But the thing it, it that really hurts, feels like it's. A, it feels like it's a team of different animators working on different shots mm-hmm. and not just Which like, it is. Yeah. Like, it's obviously going to be that, but there's it just never feels consistent. They never hide... They never mask the fact that it's different animators. Correct. And the issue that I think uh, you will find the most jarring here is the texture on the models for Godzilla and Kong with the neon lighting. Mm-hmm. It gives off this really weird texture that looks way too artificial and digital to be real. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't help that like between shots, they like, like during the raw scene, they change between like the, um, the high quality models and then, and then the uh, lower quality models. And it's really noticeable and really distracting. <laughs> Because isn't there a few moments where Godzilla's pixelated? Yeah, it looks like it. Like, King of the Monsters has this issue as well, but it's only in, like, two, three shots where it's, like, really obvious. Um, And they're not, like, the most noteworthy shots, whereas this is, like, this is literally, like, the scene that the the title has been building, you know? Scene Mm. that everyone's been waiting for. Godzilla defeating Kong once and for all, um, maintaining his title of king. And the textures uh, just go from low quality to high quality, and it's just jarring. <laughs> it is. It's it's very jarring. And like, the close-up on his eyes looks good. It's it's a high-quality model there. Kong, the close-up on Kong is obviously the lower... Um, the lower quality model, not helped by the lighting, as you pointed out. Um, and then, like, that next shot where they're roaring at each other, Godzilla is the lower quality model again. Uh, yeah, he turns to the lower quality model, and it's jarring. It's really jarring. Yeah, it just... The whole fight feels like they had to rush stuff. To get it done, like even like I pointed out the the usage of the music from the 2014 trailer in the roar, like it's it's a rough fight and it's disappointing because you would want you would expect and want this to be like the the best you. This film is called titled Godzilla vs. Kong. You want this to be the standout sequence. Correct. This is the but Mount Fuji fight of this film. Mm-hmm. But it's not. I, I don't think 
I think it is one of the most one of the most brutally and obviously flawed scenes in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I find I always seem to find something new to complain about whenever I look back at this scene. It's <laughs> just yeah. I I really do want to like it. I know there's a lot of people who do really enjoy this fight, but like I just it doesn't work to me for me um i think the inconsistent weight and just the different the changing animation style between shots it feels like there's no consistent direction here there's no can yeah there's no consistency here so and it's like wingard doesn't care so like yeah wingard obviously doesn't care that's what i felt when i was watching like the second the third round of this fight and it's like at that point why should i care about what's happening anymore and that's why every single time i saw this movie that was the point where i tuned out of the movie and just kind of stopped caring until mecha got solo shit back up and for me at this point like this is all i wanted like Mm. i i don't i didn't want mecha godzilla from the get-go i was saying i don't want mecha godzilla so at this point let's see we are at one hour 92 minutes, 52 seconds right now. At this point, I only want like seven or eight minutes left and then I'm done. Like I've checked out. Mm. And there's still about 20 minutes left. So to me, at this point, the film is about to overstay its welcome because for what little this film's given me, I'm, I'm done. And this is about the runtime of most Heisei, or not Heisei, Showa Godzilla movies. So at this point, I'm done. And the thing about it is, there is more plot and themes and storylines going on in Showa films that are concluding by this point than what mm. Godzilla vs. Kong has introduced. Yeah, this film doesn't really justify its runtime. <laughs> Which is amazing. It is the shortest Monsterverse movie? How swift it is. Like, it's, again, how all over the place it was in the first act in particular. And how obvious it is that the second act is missing sequence, is missing scenes. (laughs) And maybe it's them trying to cut the runtime, but if you're going to cut the runtime, at least cut the stuff that doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we were cutting the stuff that didn't matter, we'd cut this entire fight. I mean, we would cut the part where Lin says Kong won round two. Just get rid of yeah, round two. There's two rounds. Yeah, cut the, that and then again, put back the, the only three scenes. That's it, is to is to give Kong a sort of win before before the final, the true final fight. Mm-hmm. And. Like I said, just at this point, like, I just wanted Godzilla and Kong to fight. So I'm done. Like, at this point, I have nothing left in this film to put, like, effort in. I want the epilogue. That's all I'm wanting now. Mm -hmm. So from this point on, I have nothing good, really, to feel about this movie. And I'm just going to establish that now. Yeah. Speaking of wanting the epilogue, we're four hours in. We should probably continue. <laughs> yeah. 
going to hit play again. And honestly, like everybody's like tired reaction now is like, okay, yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's where I'm at too. That's me. So now we're going to get Ghidorah Mechagodzilla Part 2. Yeah. <gasps> and now <laughs> my Mecha is no longer Godzilla's equal. Not only, but it's superior. But superior. Okay, pause for a second. Just just for yeah, a second. The Ghidorah Roars. The Ghidorah Roar is kind of a cool little put, uh, thing to put in here. Yeah, and I do but like I how, just gotta how say, you can during... Hmm? I was just going to say, I like how during the fight as well, um, you can hear at multiple points, uh, Ghidorah, Mechagodzilla make Ghidorah roars during the finale. Yeah. I, I think the sound design for Mechagodzilla is pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's it's better than Godzilla's. <laughs> yes. And so is the his line. Yes, I agree. The line, and now, my Mecha will no longer be Godzilla's equal, but his superior is the dumbest line in this movie. And the delivery is one of the dumbest things ever. It is the best delivery in the movie. But it is my favorite line in the movie because of how dumb it is. My mecha... (laughs) Like, I mean, I just want to walk around and be like, my mecca, my mecca. At least, at least he's not talking about a second skull. (laughs) Like, I'll I'll go in and my car is like, they say like, oh, your car needs a new tire. And now my mecca needs a new tire. I would say it's it's boring how they just have like a tube going into his leg instead of, like, the power source. It, like, I remember for some of the earlier designs for Mechagodzilla, they had, like, a whole, like, power core thing that would be inserted into his chest mm-hmm. or his belly or something. That looked cool. I'd say. That was kind of cool. Um, this is just a boring way of inserting power into him. Yeah, it's it's kind of stupid to think, oh, we're going to have a... 300 foot long cord that it's plugged into the wall. <laughs> yeah, like that's yeah, what this a, is. Yeah, Mechagodzilla is the newest iPhone model. Yeah. But, anyways, we can move on after my Mecha. Continue. The Apex, Apex Titan. Titan. The Apex Titan. I do love this close up of like the lights of the red and then the blue. I yeah. thought that's pretty cool, but the, the face still looks weird. I don't remember them using so many Ghidorah sounds, though, actually. Okay, him turning was pretty cool. That's that's good. Also, the fact he calls Godzilla Gojira in some of this is kind of... I don't know. I don't like it. I don't, I don't think it fits. Yeah. It fit that Serizawa just called him Gojira. Yeah, because yeah. he was Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's like, oh, shit. 
and then we get okay, wasted. Okay, electrocuting Sarazawa is pretty funny, though. But it's a waste. It is, but it is pretty funny. Yeah, that was such a dumb speech, too. And here we have another 2001 A Space Odyssey reference. And, like, at this point, I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. And I'm over. I hate this. The uh, animation looks like awful. Ifakube? Bootleg Ifakube, flying rocks from nowhere, and a horribly des- uh, animated robot. Honestly, I think MG's animations are mostly fine. It's the tech. I honestly, it's more the texture. Yeah, and I hate I how think- hunched over he is. Eh, I don't have an issue with that. I do like his cackle. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, the Godzilla model the looks run. awful. The run. Everyone's made fun of it. It looks dumb. I do like how God, like how Godzilla, after all, the arsenal is still going towards him. Yeah, that's but cool. It's like, but it's not as good as like in uh, 74 where like, it feels like a whole arsenal just got unloaded on him. Yeah, I like how he. Char- I like how he gr- actually grabs that MG too. Like that is the most yeah. Godzilla Godzilla acts in the entire movie. <laughs> like that's yeah. the only time he ever attacks Mechagodzilla, any of one like himself, and then I guess the only time he hits Mechagodzilla, or like maybe there's one other. There's a few other times, if Which I remember correctly, because he only hits Me- MG like twice. Yeah, no, he hits him that one time, and then he grabs him when Kong gets up, or when Kong's on the ground. So, as I established... Oh, the, the I do like how Mechagodzilla just pummels Godzilla into the buildings. Yeah, I like that. That's fun. But... As I've established, I didn't want Mechagodzilla in this movie. So when this happened in the theater, I was livid. Look, I I knew it was going to happen, so I or I had a lot of time to come to terms and accept that. <laughs> I was in denial the whole time. I know, I remember that. I was like, no, 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 please, no, 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 God, no, 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 no. <laughs> and then I was like, this isn't happening. This is not happening. I'm not, I'm not watching this movie. And then I found out I am. And this is what a movie exists. <sighs> It's this is certainly a movie. Another practical heave prop. Oh hey. <laughs> it's funny that Mechagodzilla throws Godzilla by his title tail. Yeah. I wonder if that's a 62 or O2 reference. Huh? I wonder I was just I just said I wonder if that's a reference to O2 or 62. 
Maybe. Because mm. I referenced R2 earlier with him, like, jumping at Godzilla off the, the grab. Mm-hmm. As much as you used to deny that. I mean, I, I feel, I don't, I still am not sold that that was a reference. It, come on, it's referencing the poster. You literally said that they were that they were referencing the the manga for King Ghidorah for Mechagodzilla. If they're earlier. referencing the manga, then they're referencing the poster. Mm-hmm. I feel like them referencing the poster is a lot less of a stretch, no matter what. I disagree. To the manga. How the manga is so <laughs> obscure? No one in the fandom even knew about it until like the Wikizilla video. Anyways, in the English fandom, actually, G Man posted. Okay. Another reference here to literally every Mechagodzilla movie where there's a beam. I do like how Godzilla gets burned here. Yeah, I like this moment. But I hate the the arm. The arm looks so weird. He's got so much Eh. blubber. Eh, Why does Godzilla have blubber? Uh, America. Yeah, we need to get Godzilla off the American donuts. I want to know how Lind got off of Kong. That's what I want to know. (laughs) He just slid down, probably. And then here's the worst part <laughs> of this. So funny. I hate that shot. I hate the shot where Godzilla flies into the building and his shoulder That's just so like funny. <laughs> and then this shot here of him kicking in the face. That's so funny. It's so <laughs> I love how they subtitle the part that we can't read. Yeah, I know. Gia's crying now. He was dead, though. Like. And like I said, at this point, I have no, like, emotional connection. So I'm like, I don't care if Kong dies. Hmm. I like the little blow there. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> okay, that whole female trick is a bit funny. <laughs> yeah. See, like, I got, I just, I, I hate this. I hate everything about this. Mm. Like, I just, I don't know what else. I would be more fine with this if Godzilla just got a couple more hits. Than... You can see the drill hands there. Oh, you can. And this is where I absolutely hate it. This is where <laughs> I'm like, F this movie and everything about it. I don't care if it's nice to see Godzilla and Kong team up and, like, your favorite monsters fight together. I want them to beat each other to death. 
I'm going to be honest. I don't hate it. I kind of like them throwing him through the building. The thing is, though, what I don't like is that, like, they brought in Mechagodzilla purely to have this um, this team up, right? And it feels like they only work, they only really work together for, like, 10, like 15, 20 seconds here, and then, like, Godzilla then shoots a beam. That's about the extent of them working together. Like I would have, I would have preferred a longer tag team personally. If like if you're gonna do the tag team, well, it, I mean, Mechagodzilla kind of gets thrown out pretty quick too. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the sequence is over as soon as it begins, really. Honestly, the Hong Kong sequence is over as soon as it begins, really. I should say. And I hate this. I hate the fact that Mechagodzilla's demise is alcoholism. (laughs) God, I remember hearing about this and being like, really? Like, it's not as bad as I was expecting, but still. But all it does is shut him down for about five seconds. It's dumb. It's all, this is all dumb. Everything about this now is dumb. And this especially. And then we get this. And then they're literally cheering him on. It's like, what? No, stop. Get the movie over with. This is literally what Optimus Prime did to Sentinel Prime. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, this is literally Ghidorah too. So, I do like him ripping off the head Predator style. I do love that bit of brutality. Like, I genuinely wasn't expecting that. That was, like, the one thing I didn't know about the movie. (laughs) See, Kong is like me, like, after watching this movie right now. This is literally what I look like in uh... the I hate, I just, get it over with. Get the movie yeah. over with. Well, good, I have good news for you. It's almost over. We're on the yeah, we have 10 scene. minutes. We have 15 minutes left. Well, most of that is credits. Okay, we're still going to be talking through the credits. Oh, boy. And, like, here we get Mark Russell for his final appearance in the MonsterVerse Forever. Yeah, I mean, it's both of their last appearances. And, like, this epilogue has no emotional weight. Mm-hmm. Because, like, Mark's not been in it almost at all. I, I wish Cal Chandler was in more of this movie. I do, I, too. I, I wish he was. I wish he was the main character again. He's not even that good in King of the Monsters, but, like, I just like him more. (laughs) I love that line. I I just want to know, can I I have you on my podcast? (laughs) Yeah, that's literally you. Yeah, this is like, you want to be on my podcast? (laughs) I run a podcast. (sighs) 
And like this feels I, I wish this was the last MonsterVerse movie for this reason. This feels like this feels a like perfect, a send off to Godzilla. Yeah. It's like they knew their license was ending and they're like, oh, maybe we'll get him one more time. Maybe we won't. I hate his face, though. He looks horrible in this shot. You, I think it's the lighting that's the issue, but honestly, it, it's better than like in the raw scene. I think the raw scene this is terrible. True. And then Kong once again, like, bows, I guess. Well, not bows, but... Submits. Submits defeat. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kong isn't looking much better than Godzilla in that shot. And they're all staring, and it's like, why do you go... Why are you guys staring, like... I can't believe it's in the over. year 2024 that there's only one person in this movie wearing a mask. <laughs> and then here we get another jump cut, both time and location. Yeah, our end credit scene that was moved to just be the ending. Yeah. I and mean, like, now fair, we're back I, to Monarch. I feel this is a good ending for Kong. I mean, this sets up the Hollow Earth that everybody wanted. Yeah. And it's a, it's a good ending for Kong's character in this film. It does. And we get his, and we get his theme song. <laughs> I like the <laughs> shot of Kong roaring off into the distance. I thought that... Yeah, shame they showed it in the trailer. Yeah. Oh boy, so, and that was Godzilla vs. Kong 2021 from director Adam Wingard. We are four hours in. Yep. Almost five. We have been Ten, recording almost help, all please. night. Oh my god, we have so, been. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. Now that we have talked through the entire movie, paused it multiple times, I'm going to be honest. Mm -hmm. As time goes on, I think I just don't like this movie even more. Like some people have like warmed up to it. Some people have like not liked it as much. I just I keep hating it more and more and more like. I just I feel like this film is the anti Godzilla movie. There's nothing I, I've pretty much made my case. I, I feel like there's mm. not a lot more I can like say without just repeating myself. The film feels rushed. The film feels hollow. The film feels empty. There's not a lot going on. And when there is stuff going on, it just doesn't land for me. I don't like the story. I don't care for the characters. The but the best thing I can give it is there's some nice homages. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. about on it. That, on that note of it being hollow, I remember so I remember when I saw this, I saw this opening day a week before you, L. Um Yeah, I, I went to the cinema. I, I went to see it in the best possible way I could. Um I was very excited. I didn't think it was gonna be like I wasn't expecting, you know, the best Godzilla movie out there by any means, but like, 
I was expecting a dumb but really enjoyable experience. And, you know, I think the 40X helped me a lot with that experience. But by the time I came out of the movie, every second I'm sort of like thinking, that's it. And then slowly as that night progressed and as the day went by, I realized I was disappointed in this. This was a disappointment. This is depressing. This could be the last film on the MonsterVerse with with this Godzilla and, you know, that 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 was our finale, you know? Like right. Like even with hind the hindsight is 2022, um with you know, we've got our sort of phase two of sorts for the MonsterVerse. Um, it even, will even, even be phase two. That. Yeah, assuming it goes past, even if if it goes past 2024. Um, but like, yeah, no, this just, it's it's very hollow. Like, as that that's a really good word that you use to describe it. It's a very hollow movie. Like, and that's kind of the point we've been <laughs> getting across the entire, entire um, recording is just, this is th- probably the most surface level Godzilla movie. And in that, I think is the statement that I've been making the most American. And that's not the bag American movies, but, there, are, I, I, I almost think it's. I, I feel it's an insult to say it being hollow makes it the most American movie. But I also agree with you in the statement that it is the most American Godzilla movie, just because of how it approaches Godzilla from a very, the very typical American sort of idea on who. Godzilla is and what his movies are like. They, oh, people only go for this giant lizard, dinosaurish crocodile monster that breathes like blue fire and fights other monsters. They only go in this movie for the monster fights and all that and to see Godzilla um, walk around on screen and stuff. Like, that's like the stereotypical idea of Godzilla in the West and. You know, maybe it works for the general audience, you know, but for me as some for me and you as people who are very intimately familiar with this franchise, it just No. I don't like that at all. Mm-mm. It's I just there's so much about this movie that I just I don't I don't understand where it went. Yeah. Where did we go wrong? Like, there's there's cut stuff for Madison being bullied and having PTSD and and mm. building this bond with uh, Josh. And there's a scrap. Yeah, there's a cut a introduction for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's the uh, there's the whole uh, cut stuff about Mark Russell becoming the uh, director of Monarch or. You know, in 
one version, he was just a higher higher up, and Lance Riddick's character was the director. And Monarch mm-hmm. had a whole nother like was a lot more involved. Uh, you brought up Ren Serizawa being more connected to his father and the villain and the scraps and the cut villain and Walter Simmons being killed and and actually that's another thing bringing up Monarch like like Monarch have been the most important organization to this universe the, they're sort of like the um what what's the word shield they're I've got the shield. The um, they're they're the they're, they're the thing that just strings all these movies together. They're the thread that strings them all together. Nick Fury, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, Monarch is the most important like part that connects these four movies: the Godzilla twenty fourteen, Kong Skull Island, and King of the Monsters, and yet in what is essentially the big crossover that these films have been building up to, they're barely relevant at all. Mm-hmm. They 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 get a few passing mentions. There's a couple characters who work for them, you know. Their logo appears here and there, but they're not relevant to the film at all, despite being playing a pretty significant part in all three of the previous films. And that goes back to, again, this film. Like, again, Legendary wants to have a big their MCU universe, but Wingard is just trying to do his complete own thing, and that I don't think that jives here at mm-hmm. all. And I think there's a reason they brought him back for the upcoming Godzilla and Kong, because only Wingard is going to do Wingard. Mm-hmm. For better or for worse, whichever, however you might take that. Unfortunately. And that's, that's the biggest fault, I th- uh, problem I think this, this franchise is going to have going forward. Is what do you do after Wingard? How do you pick up where he left off? Because it's clearly not. I mean, perhaps that's the reason we seem to be going backwards in time with our two other MonsterVerse projects mm-hmm. at, t- at both our TV shows. And that's that's a good point. It it very well could be. We might have hit the end of the road for our MonsterVerse future films. Mm. I don't know. I, I can I could see them scrounging some sort of ideas for where to go in the future, but I frankly don't know if many of them would be all that interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know I've I've made the uh, theory, and I've talked to you about it, that I feel like all the cut stuff from this, they're going to try and Frankenstein into the next film. I could definitely see them, like, using elements of, like, the cave, like, what was cut from, like, the cave. Um the throne room stuff. I feel like some of the exposition in that, I don't, I don't think they'd re I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they reuse some footage like you suggested, but probably not like a lot. It'd probably only be like insert shots. Um, but like, I can see them like reusing a lot of the lore that was scrapped from this film. Mm-hmm. And I, 
I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens, but like with Wingard at the helm, I I have no faith. Yeah. And it's just it's because of how Wingard has clearly treated and viewed this this franchise. It's not something you can he has went somewhere you cannot come back from. Mm. Yeah, I I just wish we got a better film. I I do too. I I there is so much potential in in a Godzilla versus Kong film. So much potential. The possibilities are endless. Mm. But because the fact that we have, you know, Wingard. I, I don't we have an Adam Wingard movie. It's it was Godzilla versus Kong is a disappointment to me. And at the I, end I'd of the agree. day, that's what it is. Mm. As we've made very clear, we are the biggest fans once again. I don't even know what to say anymore. It's just like I almost wish the 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 Kong home thing was its own. Uh, on the one hand, I wish that was its own separate movie. On the other, it's it's like the only like thing in this film that I feel pretty consistently works. Mm-hmm. No, like like we've been saying, the Kong stuff is really the only stuff that remotely works in this film. It's obvious Wingard was supposed to do a Kong film back in the late two thousands, early twenty tens. It's obvious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And once again, this just this is a Kong movie. For a movie top billing Godzilla that's titled Godzilla vs. Kong, you know, it's this is a Kong movie guest starring Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Like through and through. So with that being said, I feel like we should go ahead. I don't want us to start wrapping up or uh, repeating ourselves. Yeah. So I feel like we should start wrapping things up here. Um, but before we stop our Godzilla versus Kong talk, I wanted to know if you wanted to do a ranking because I've already talked about this film once and now you and I have both sat here and talked about it. Okay. And we have quite literally dissected this film to the point I think we have done everything yeah, wrong. Yeah, with... we're literally vampires for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, we sucked all the life out of it. I, I feel like us doing another episode, like once we get to it in our Godzilla schedule, is kind of redundant. Like, just go listen to me argue with Michael on why it's a bad movie and why it's a good movie. And then just come listen to you and me just talk about this film like as much as we can while watching the movie. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it would be very redundant to do this episode again. So let's go ahead and rank it with our other Godzilla films we've done, which would be uh, Gojira, Godzilla Raids Again, King Kong vs. Godzilla, Mothra vs. Godzilla, and Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster. Do you want to... Uh, go ahead and give our rankings from favorite to least favorite. I'm just trying to remember my rank. So my previous rating 
ranking, I think. From worst to best, my previous ranking was Raids Again, Mothra versus, and then King Kong versus, then 54 and Ghidorah. I believe that was my ranking. Um, where I would place this film, mm, I would either, it's either at the very bottom or above rates again. Mm. I feel like I'm going to say just above raids again purely because I I do find this more immediately engaging than raids again I think I I I just don't find raids again very interesting to watch mm-hmm. as flawed as this film is I at least find it more interesting to talk about as well so I I'm going to I'm going to place it just above raids again because I don't think this is the worst Godzilla film out there. I think this is one of the worst portrayals of the character. But I don't think this is the worst Godzilla film. There's some films that portray him more in line with how I believe he should be portrayed that I still think are far worse films. Okay. Um, For me, I'm going to do from uh, favorite to least favorite. So Ghidorah is still my number one, um, followed by Godzilla 54. Um, following that, I have King Kong versus Godzilla. Um, behind that, Mothra versus Godzilla. And then I would put Godzilla versus Kong, and then Godzilla raids again. I just, I can't, I can't. I can't stand Raids again. I think it's boring. Um, I just, I can't, I can't do it. So for me, it's one of those things where mm-hmm. I, I, I I can't sit here and say that I like that film. Mm-hmm. But Godzilla vs. Kong is not that much better. I think both are yeah. about as bad as... You can get it. I think they're two of the worst examples of films in the franchise. Mm-hmm. Raids Again. I, I think they're very different in yes. that aspect. Yes. That was what I was about to get to is Godzilla versus Kong is just not the pro- it's it, it doesn't hit any of the check marks for a Godzilla movie. Mm-hmm. Raids Again hits the check marks, but it's just executed really, really poorly. Mm-hmm. You see, I. I was. I think I meant to bring this up earlier, but it's like, it's, it's got like, the flashy appearance of yes, this Godzilla looks like Godzilla. Yes, he's he destroys some buildings like Godzilla does. Yes, he shoots his uh, blue atomic breath, but it's there's nothing to that. It's like it's a mask. For criticism of what a of a portrayal that is nothing really like what the character is in spirit, mm-hmm. and that's what annoys me about this film is that it's it's titled Godzilla vs Kong, and Godzilla doesn't feel like himself at all, so mm-hmm. it ends up feeling like 
Kong is legal in such a legal limbo position where he's probably a bootleg character and then Godzilla just even though he isn't a bootleg character Godzilla feels like one I agree and I think one of the worst or the most disappointing oh I just had it oh boy what was it <laughs> from what you just one said of the most disappointing parts of I, it's, I think one of the most disappointing parts is the fact that if you replace Godzilla in this movie with anything Gorka. else, it still fits. Yeah. It's still exactly what you would expect. Mm. Really, the, the only thing Godzilla brings to this is his name. And the relevance from the universe that he was in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. And that's, that's just disappointing. <laughs> it is. It's, it's to me, it's one of, it's the most disappointing part of this film. Mm. That Godzilla is not even relevant enough to be an important part of his film. Mm. This this is the most disappointing film in 2021 for me. I would agree with that. But that's also partly because I hold Godzilla to a higher standard than most other genres Yeah, and other films. I mean, we hold him to a much higher standard than, you know, the average person who went to see this movie, you know? Mm-hmm. But with that, unless you've got anything else you can say, I feel like we've... Unless there's some sort of info. Yeah, we've talked to death about this Unless movie. there's some sort of info we can, like... Uh, if there is, it's not on the top of my head at the moment. <laughs> well, like, if anything gets unearthed about the scrapped... I mean, maybe... I don't know. Maybe we'll just let Matt from Monstrosities do the... <laughs> scrapped stories of Godzilla versus Kong. No, no, no. We... The only the only chance we'll ever be covering this again is like if I don't know if like a test screening cut of the movie gets leaked. <laughs> yeah, then we would no, we wouldn't even do a full episode. We would do a bonus. Yeah, it's reached bonus status on the on the <laughs> on the show. <laughs> you know it. You're bad when you've reached bonus status. <laughs> but anyway, so. For anybody who's still listening, I don't know. This might end up being a two-parter uh, episode. I feel like I feel like someone's most people have already tuned out by this point. You might want to do two parts. What if you're listening to this and the first episode came out, and then at the end Rex said, "Oh, this is the first part of this uh, series." So here is just an edit of E.T.'s outro with uh, the podcast outro. Stay tuned for next, uh, like in two days when the next part of this comes out. And then you'll Mm. get this part where we're talking about it. You'll be so meta. Mm. I don't know. I'll I'll have to think about it. (laughs) We'll see, I guess. So for anybody who's still listening, thank you so much. Five hours, six hours. This has been a uh, a marathon. Oh, dear God. (laughs) Oh, dear God. 
the final's gonna be at least five hours. No, the the final edit will be f- five how and a half this, hours. How did this end up being longer than? <laughs> we knew this was gonna happen, Rex. I knew this was gonna be long. I was expecting like. I said four hours. Four hours. Yeah, I was expecting four hours, not five. Five and a half after this. No. <laughs> Get going. Do your wrap up. Uh, thank you guys for joining us on this marathon of probably a two-parter episode. I, I, I personally this is pain it, for me. Please. It should be two hours us. or two parts. Support um, us, at, if nothing else, for my pain. Yes, suffering. please. Uh, so, Rex, why don't you tell the people at home where we can find you at? Well, um, I'm Rexino. You can find me on YouTube at Rexino, um, on Twitter at Rex underscore Xenomorph, and on Instagram, uh, Rex underscore Xeno. If you want to, I do a bit of writing, so if you want to give it a read, check out uh, the Tokusatsu Network, um, where typically I write articles about you know upcoming tokusatsu merchandise news all that sort of stuff um but occasionally i do write some other pieces on there i haven't had too much time for it but i'd like to do more i'd like to do a bit more of that he's too Um, busy editing episodes that's what it is yeah pretty much pretty much so support the podcast for at least Rex and his hard work. Yes, support it for my mental stability. And I'm Elijah. You can find me on Twitter at ET13Productions, on Instagram at ET13Productions, or on YouTube at ET13Productions. I am also a staff writer and a the production manager of the Kaiju Ramen Media, uh, specifically the magazine division. So I write articles and conduct interviews for every issue, and I oversee the development of each issue, starting from concept to creation. So definitely check out kaijuramanmedia.com and check out articles I've written on there, and go and see if you want to buy the PDFs of all seven issues that have been released so far. You can also find my personal stuff if you want that. I'll leave that to you to look for. It's not difficult. You just got to know where to look. Besides that, don't forget to rate us on iTunes. That boosts our ratings and helps us get recommended to more people just like you. If you don't have an Apple device, which I don't blame you, I don't, kinda. I got a laptop now. I got a MacBook Pro. Look at me being so cool. You can tweet us and follow us on Twitter at K-A-I-J-U underscore C-O-N-V-E-R-S. If you don't have Twitter, you can follow us on Instagram or like us on Facebook. If you're like me before podcasting, you don't have any social media, lucky you. You can email us at kaijuconversation at gmail.com, all lowercase, all one word, you know the drill. As always, we'll read your reviews on air for everyone to hear, or if you just want to leave us some comments, some mailbag stuff, maybe even a question or two, leave that stuff, and we will respond to it. We also have a Teespring store. Eventually, we'll have original artwork on there, but for now, it's just our awesome logo if you want to support that. 
Actually, real quick, I'm going to do a quick search to make sure we haven't had anything on our iTunes. I should have checked this before uh, recording, but I did not. So let me do a quick Yahoo search here. Since we have 23 rate, oh, we have a rating. Somebody reviewed us. Hang on. Oh, look at that. Oh, we do have something. We have a five-star review from a non-kaiju fan. Keeps getting better as the title. Let me start by addressing the hosts of the show. First, there's Rex, who also doubles as the editor and just seems like a good guy. He keeps things grounded and always has something meaningful, meaningful to contribute to the discussion while maintaining a sense of levity. Then there's the other guy who, let's face Wait, it, is kind you. of, well, uh, but in all seriousness, <laughs> the two of them have a good dynamic. It's basically just listening to two friends talk about a genre, tokusatsu and kaiju, to be specific, that they enjoy. Although in the case of Elijah, you may never know that he actually enjoys it. He just does so secretly, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast the as a whole has become much read. more relaxed than it was in the distant past, which makes for a much more rewarding listening experience, all while still being informative. So if you're new to the podcast, I'd recommend starting with some of their most recent episodes rather than beginning at episode one. Overall, <laughs> this has developed into a solid podcast that I'd suggest giving a try if you're interested in the subject matter. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much. Thank <laughs> you for that. Whoever wrote that, thank you so, so much. right about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even though I just did a five-hour recording on everything wrong with Godzilla versus <laughs> Kong, I still secretly love it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's obvious to me. <laughs> uh... uh, I, uh I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> if, if you think that man, then then, uh, oh, okay. What? Whatever floats your boat. So thank you for that. That was really nice. I appreciate that so much. So if you uh, want to leave a review that's, like that's a non kaiju fan, that I love that. If you want to follow a non. A non, it's a dash n o n, a non kaiju fan. Uh, head over I mean, to Apple. Hey, the dash isn't at the isn't between the word non and kaiju, so maybe it's a non as in anonymous. Ooh. Maybe, maybe. Uh, if you want to follow them and leave us a five star review, that'd be greatly appreciated. Uh. That helps us get recommended to more people just like you. And then you get to see us. Like, that was all live. There is nothing you can do there to like. That was our live reactions. (laughs) (laughs) So definitely, please uh, give us a review. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit the bell so you can be notified anytime we upload a video. 
just like we said at the beginning of this recording, which was probably an episode ago, if if it goes the way I'm hoping. Mm-hmm. We have stuff like our music video for our brand new intro. We sometimes post exclusives to the channel like that or bloopers or minisodes talking about news or other subjects or even exclusive interviews like with Godzilla vs. Kong Mechagodzilla designer Jared Kurchevsky. So definitely check that out. That's going to have hopefully some upcoming content monthly. Uh, I'm excited for that. Just hang tight and we'll we'll get that going here pretty soon. And a huge, especially for this one, a huge thanks to Rex for editing these episodes. This one especially. This this is going to be, and I thought the last episode was a mammoth. Oh my. This one is, we have almost had about six hours of recording. I This is going to murder my hard drive, Jesus Christ. I literally need to use my other hard drive for this. (laughs) I appreciate all he does. It's it from the bottom of my heart, Rex. I I just want you to know that you are amazing for handling this stuff. So please check him out. I prefer, I His prefer link tree. The, I prefer what the reviewer guy said about me. <laughs> Rex, you are just a good guy. I you am. have well, always you. something meaningful to contribute and maintain a sense of levity. As I do. <laughs> so thank you, Rex. Check out his link tree where all of his stuff can be found in the description below. If you'd like to chat with us one-on-one, check out our Discord server where you can chat with us, like I said, or others that like similar things to you. Um, let's see. Recently, we've had a discussion about. Looks like we were talking about King Caesar and why he's the best kaiju known to man. He's okay. He's okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the first appearance of Mechagodzilla. This is uh, true. Uh, Link to Link the, to GVK. The original Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah. I mean, Actually, oh my god. Hold yeah. on. Yeah. Every Mechagodzilla movie, there's been a team-up except for Godzilla against Mechagodzilla. Oh, <sighs> yeah. That's true. Huh. Okay, maybe I have to, like... Well, I mean... Okay, no, here's... City, okay. city on the edge of battle. Okay, <laughs> no well, that doesn't there. count. So... Real quick, now I have to defend my reasoning why I still hate Godzilla versus Kong. King Caesar was a new character. Titanosaurus was on the side of Mechagodzilla. Rodan was a side character that didn't really team up with Mechagodzilla or Godzilla. Mothra teamed up with Mechagodzilla. The issue why I still like Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla more than Godzilla versus Kong, however, is simply due to the fact that. King Caesar is not an established character like King Kong, who was Godzilla's rival. Um, I think uh, Tanaka said it best. Rodan and Kong were the two fighting for Godzilla's title, his rivals, while King Ghidorah was his enemy. Mm-hmm. 
which is a really good way to look at it. King Caesar was not rivaling Godzilla. He was just helping Godzilla out. He was helping a yeah. brother out. I mean, he's a, he's a guardian beast. Correct. He's just trying to protect his people. So that is why I still don't like the team up in Godzilla versus Kong, even though now it kind of makes sense why it would be there. Along with Rex, however, we'd like to give a huge thanks and shout out to Danny DeManna of the Godzilla Novelization Project for his vocals on our theme song and Grattan Conwell from Giant Monster BS, the podcast, for composing the music for our theme. Please check them out, Giant Monster BS, on any streaming platform where you can listen to podcasts. In the Godzilla Night Novelization Project can be found on Twitter at Danzilla1993. <laughs> Hang on. Has to double check. I don't I don't want you guys to be sent to the wrong the wrong uh didn't Check him out on Gavel, Godzilla. Godzilla, go boy. <laughs> that sentence keeps going. <laughs> Godzilla Novelization Project.com or on Twitter, which will be at professional right here. Uh, professional. So professional, professional. So professional. Or on Twitter at danzilla93 underscore gnp so definitely check him out on either his website or his twitter and go support him and Grattan so we can show them our love and appreciation for all they've done mm. and with that we're at six hours roughly of recording stuff uh, we're going to wrap things up oh, here thank you guys <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening to this if you've listened to it all the way through thank you so much i hope you were either entertained or enlightened by what we had to say for godzilla versus kong yeah we hope you enjoyed our suffering so with that have a great day, night, afternoon, morning, whenever you're listening to this. And as always, please remember, life's too short to not talk big. Bye, guys. Bye. We are set. We are in debt. There's nothing to sweat. Life's too short now, baby. Now, baby, we love those kaiju, baby, and you will too now.